Are you an artist? Are you creative? Or do you have a podcast? Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel, and today we're talking about what it means to be an artist. In this episode, I continue to explore what it means to be an artist through conversations with three new people. First, I spoke with David Carzell, who was also in my first episode about intuition. As you can probably guess, he has a similar idea about what it means to be an artist as I do. I think, yeah, I think everybody's an artist. I don't think, it doesn't mean anything to me at all like it's just it's I feel like you're a human I think artists create I feel like uh because of a lack of training and intuition or not even training but like we don't put any it's not important Mm. right in our in our mechanical universe and our clockwork paradigm it's not important to have intuition which I think is crucial to creating art Mm -hmm. I think when when we separate people from themselves, you separate them from their art. Like you separate, you, you you can't connect to that thing because you have so many layers of psychosis and crap over top of you. You don't know the thing you're gonna do and you're just kind of, I mean, how many people are just suffering through uh, jobs that they don't wanna do and not doing their art? And they try to find, and we all try to find these like little outlets and things that may, may or not, but like, when you, I think when you start to settle in or zero in on that thing that you know you're supposed to do, that's like, that that hits you on a level that nothing else, like nothing else like starts to matter. You're like, I, it's hard to give a fuck about other things mm-hmm. because you're doing orca shit and you've been an orca your whole life. You're like, the world has been trying to make you a dolphin, a flounder, <laughs> a shark. And you're like, nah, dog, I'm an orca. I'm the only orca in the ocean. Like, that's it. What are you doing? Like, that's that's art to me. I think that like, when you do that and that aligns, I I, I literally think there's a physiological alignment mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, the raw contact, if I may, like they like talk about a way they like to think of it is um, distortion. So there's only one source energy, and this source energy kind of comes through. And this is us. And the source energy is just experience. It comes through us and we are a source of experience for the source energy, for the God, whatever. Um, And a lot of the times, because we exist in this reality, things get distorted. There gets dots or smudges. There's packed of shit. There's all this kind of stuff. So this thing, this energy that wants to just kind of go through here, there's no bottom, just wants to kind of go through clear, can't get through there. So over time um it gets more and more distorted so we settle so we don't feel that that drive that intuition that thing that that makes us kind of go yeah um we don't feel that anymore and it gets less and less and then dims your light and you're like we've all seen people who are like kind of dead inside and they're just like oh i'm just kind of waiting until this is over and it's like no like and i think what the process of every spiritual what the all of it is literally removing 
kicking off all the shit, getting rid of your family and your shit and your subconscious bullshit and all of it so that there can be a clear channel for this thing to flow through and you can have true inspiration. You can truly work from the thing because it's only one thing. I, I believe it's only one thing. The thing that's going to change the thing that makes it the art that you put out, I believe, is your perception, mm -hmm. right? Like there's no, I, I always laugh at people when they uh, talk about like rappers not writing their own lyrics and stuff like that. And it's like, people don't understand that like what makes these people like dope artists is their ability to take off all their shit and let the truth come through them via their perception. So, like, I was like, my buddy, like, you, it was a Drake thing. I don't know. Like, Whitney Houston's a better example. Like, Whitney Houston, like, I Will Always Love You is a Dolly Parton song. That's Whitney Houston's song now. Whitney and Dolly ain't the same. When Whitney sings that song, Whitney sings it from her fucking toes. All of it's coming through. This is, it, oh, maybe it gets disordered when she goes out of there, but while she's singing, all of it opens up and you feel that soul. That's just Whitney. If I gave you I Will Always Love, you can't sing that shit like that. Even if people had voices like that, comparable talents, and there have been, they can't do it like that. I think your thing is your thing, mm -hmm. man. Art is like, fuck, dude, I fucking... I think we miss out on artists. It's interesting, like, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, okay, what's the difference between distortion and perception? If that makes sense, like, it, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like things are coming through my filter, my perception. Mm -hmm. um, there's still, in some ways, some, I don't know if you would call it distortion, but there, there's there, some things in there that aren't just a pure. No, 100. percent I think there there has to be. There's an inevitable distortion because we're not pure mm -hmm. consciousness. There has to be. Literally incarnating, I believe, on this plane of existence is a distortion within itself. Right. Um. So I don't. I don't think you can ex escape that. I think, uh, there are examples of less distorted things. Like if if we look back at language, like I think, uh from certain higher-ups that, like, Sanskrit is a less distorted language than, mm. say, English. Right. Right? Like, so is, you know, uh, Hebrew. Like, that's way less distorted. Like, that, those things, because they resonate on a mathematical level, mm. which is crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, those those things are, they, they are really, like, mm -hmm. ohm. It's like that mm -hmm. breaks up. Your, a sound. Like, those things, they, 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 they yeah. connect, like, physiologically, they connect mathematically, sound, like, mm -hmm. I think those things are, there are pure things that, that are exist in our, in our thing, but they all are still naturally distorted. Even those things are limited within themselves. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Yeah, sorry. No, no. I've, I watched this, um, and just on the topic of sort of music, I, I was at this, um, yeah, I went to Opium Moon, this like band, I guess they won a Grammy. I had never like heard of them, <laughs> but um, they, it was very, it was just like, I was like, I want to go to more concerts. This one looks, seems fine. I'll go to this one. And I had no idea like what it was going to be, but it was like a woman with like a violin, a guy with a guitar, uh, someone with like what looked like um, a uh, what are those things called? Like, like bong, a, you know, uh, uh, a timpani? 
Yeah, maybe. Is like it? Boom, 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 boom. No, e, no. No. Xylophone. Yes, like okay. a xylophone, but okay. like more adult, <laughs> more complex. Okay. In some ways, okay. I, I think of, when I think of a xylophone, I think of like um, a little kid. Like, no, like the big xylophone. You never played the big xylophone. You weren't in band. Oh, I I'm sorry. I You're cool. It. I was in band. Oh, jealous. I've always tried to be cool and therefore avoided band, and I what? Ha- I regret it. Oh, I know. Band. I regret it. No, dude. I was so lame. I no, I know. It. That's why I avoided it. Oh, but now that. I regret it because I would oh, be so much cooler if I could play an instrument. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a guy with like these big kind of like drums that you would play at like a drum circle, you know, and then yeah. also like a thing with, you know, like a bar with like bells hanging down. And, he would, like, do. and then there was a guy in the back painting, <laughs> like <laughs> he was do- painting this thing that would like, you know, um, he could sort of like erase it, not erase it, but like mold all the colors together and kind of start over into something else. So it was always yeah. like kind of morphing. And I was like, this is the most like real expression of art that I've like, seen in a while. Cause it was just, you could tell it was like coming from, and you could see in their personalities mm-hmm. that they still had personalities and distortion and things like that. But um, when they were playing, it was like so from their souls and their, yeah. you know, individually, but also as a collective. And, um, you know, they were just like playing the music that they felt that like, yeah, it was just kind of like, exactly. It was just a long-winded so way of saying, yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> like me, David thinks everyone is an artist and that it's just a matter of whether or not a person is encouraged to follow their intuition and their creative impulses that determines whether or not they actually make art. He brings attention to the way our society is set up, valuing the masculine aspects of ourselves like productivity over the more feminine aspects like intuition and creativity. Remember the professor from my last episode? Well, he's here again, but this time with his friend, Guy Tabibian. Guy was in the coffee shop with us, and the professor insisted that I speak with him. Guy seems to fit the picture of the kind of artist that David says we're missing out on, who has those creative impulses and wants to express creatively, but maybe hasn't been encouraged to or hasn't found the right outlet. So my question is, do you consider yourself an artist? And what does that mean to you? The thing is, I don't. But I want to. I feel like I'm a creative person without a creative outlet of sorts, other than, I guess, uh, cooking. Okay. And you don't feel like that is enough to call yourself an artist? I mean, it is called the culinary arts, right? Yeah, but I don't cook professionally. I only cook for myself at home or for others, um, small get-togethers and things like that. But I never really present a project to the world and say, here, this is what... Um, offerings is what I'm providing. Look at it, how beautiful it is. Um, I wish I could have. Never found the right creative niche for myself, I guess. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like in order to call yourself an artist, like, or what being an artist means is like creating something that you would present to the world that you would kind of give, it had, there's like an offering to it? I think so. I think you can also be an artist without presenting anything to the world. I think you could be someone who makes, I mean, this is a conversation I've been having a lot with people who are artistic. You can just do something for yourself. A lot of times you see images out there in the world or different projects that are an expression of the way an artist feels. Why does, he have to sh- why does he or she have to share that? Why can't you, as a person who's creative, create something as a kind of a meditative experience or as a therapeutic experience for yourself, just to be able to release your thoughts and be able to journal, so be able to create art. Um, so I definitely think there's a there's 
probably a lot of people who do create for themselves. So you don't have to share your art to be an artist, but you, you do have to have some form of expression that you're, you're giving to this world. So you don't, but... Does that make even make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. But then I guess I'm wondering why why would you not consider yourself an artist then if you're... Because I don't create. But you create food. Okay. Yeah, but not often and not okay. out of compulsion. I mean, I, I create food to eat. Okay, so it's you feel like it's not a compulsion to create. Okay. You know, oh, it's okay. not like I... I sit there and draw with a little pen and all the different cutesy wootsy little food things that people do nowadays. I, I make food that is primarily tasty for myself because I want to enjoy the experience. Um, so maybe in a way a little bit of an artist, but not entirely. Wait, you said something just now. Um, the compulsion to create or like the... Um, I think that's what... That's maybe what that's makes what really is. Needing to create something. Um, it's not black and white, but I think yeah. it's part of it. It's a big part of what makes artists. Yeah. The, the need to actually do something. A lot of people get away with just creating to sell and not giving a shit about the art without any integrity. And they can call themselves artists without having that initial need, but I don't consider them artists myself. That my personal definition of an artist is someone who loves to create or needs to create and just kind of comes from within. And you do you feel like you have that compulsion and you just don't really do anything with it yes. or do you feel like you don't Actually, really interestingly enough, I absolutely do. I feel like I have the compulsion to create, I just don't know how to. What form yeah. it would take? Yeah, I've been in the hospitality industry for a long time. So I think my way of being creative, not necessarily being an artist, is hosting and creating a space for people to enjoy themselves. That is the way that I'm able to be creative, but I don't consider that art. Okay. Because there are something completely different. This is what was the last thing you said? Art is something different than being creative. Hmm. Okay, what's, yeah, can you go into like what you feel is the difference? You don't have to have it all like <laughs> perfectly, but um, I like what you're saying. Well, that's something I, I, that's, that's interesting. It's using the proper experiment is is creating something beautiful just for the sake of creating it like in an environment an experiential um, medium is that art or being an artist I don't know it's um what's the question again <laughs> Yeah, what is the difference between um, being an artist or just creating something? Like, it seems like there's sort of, it seems like in your mind, and you're definitely not the only one, like, um, like the word artist has certain requirements sort of, like, tied up into it that just creating something, you know, that not, sort of not everything seems to fit under that category. Right. But are we talking about creative as someone who actually physically creates something and brings life to something, or someone who is creative in in the term, in the sense of innovative? You know, what it's whatever, I'm just curious about like what it sort of means to you. I don't think all artists have to be innovative. Some of them are paid by the numbers and they do just fine. Uh, and they're artistic, and that's one form of expression. Um, but I generally prefer love people who are both creative and artistic. Mm -hmm. So they have the, the skill. The skill and, and the ability the... to find something new. Mm -hmm. You know, even when you see modern art and it's just like a just like a piece of wood on the floor or like a <laughs> plastic bag. I don't know if you went to the, uh, there was a, an exhibit, there was an installation at the Hammer Museum a little while ago and it was just, 
plastic bags on the floor. Yeah. And some audio behind it. And it was creative. I don't think it was artistic. <laughs> yeah, that's like an interesting... It didn't really like, have merit. So I think... Kind of requires both the skill and the, mm-hmm. and the innovation. Or it doesn't the, have to be skillful. It just has to be something that moves you. I think... For me, what I want to see out of artists is something that is creative, uh, innovative, and something that is emotive, something that really translates some kind of thought or passion or emotion. Do you think that whether someone is an artist is determined by the artists themselves? Like, can someone self-identify as an artist, or is it determined by the public? I think it's individual. It comes down to the individual's perception of that artist. Mm, okay. Uh, so if I see, you know, my friend pouring salsa on a, on a burrito, I can think that's a really creative thing to do, um, but not everyone's going to consider him an artist. Yeah. So if you perceive that as an artistic endeavor, right? Yeah, I'm just being an example or, or it's literally or what you're doing. So here's another one. So if your mother thinks you're the most creative person, in the world or she thinks you're an artist or she thinks you're brilliant does that make you brilliant or does what other people think matter other people outside yeah the mom mom like the world the world what the world thinks what the people in your Uh, I think it depends on how you quantify I mean if you don't care about anyone else in the world then no but then you are are you or are you not not everything has to be relative, you know, like relative to everyone else. You, you can, I'm sorry, um, I don't know, like, why can't you be the most important person to somebody and have that be enough? Why do you have to I'm wait for external judgment? Not, like, here's another, here's a more simple example. Okay, you, let's just say, play an instrument or you play basketball, right? Okay. Let's just say. Okay. And you're mother or your whatever your girlfriend thinks you're like the greatest yeah. at it and thinks you're really good and within but the no context within the context that. of what you're doing you are so if you play so, so let's so say you like, are let's say relative you're saying there you believe in in like the subjective reality yes. of it yeah sure. see i Why don't not? i think lebron james is the best player in the planet and like okay. you it, it's objectively true if, i think if me and you were playing basketball yeah. okay and only two other people are watching, mm-hmm. and you play me under the table, and mm-hmm. and these two other people that are watching us, have never seen anyone else play, and all they have the frame reference that they have is what they've just witnessed. Right. So to them, you're the best basketball player in the world. That's a good point. You made the fucking point. <laughs> so within that framework, yes, I think you are the best basketball player to those two people. But I mean, you you keep bringing up like the whole world and. Everybody has knowledge of the whole world. So maybe LeBron James isn't the best player in the world. We just don't know it because we've never seen anyone else play. You know, maybe there's one guy who's better than him and never went professional. So you really don't know. All you know is what you can perceive. Right? It's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of that like thing. It's like, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So I mean, why, I mean, yeah. why not just stick to what you know and be okay with yeah, having the definitive answer of, yeah, you're the best artist in the world because that's all I can see. I mean, I would argue just because it's all you can see doesn't make it truthful, right? Okay, then maybe I should say you're the best basketball player in my world or you're the best artist in my world and from my perspective. Sure. I mean, to, but also saying having say those definitive statements in the world, the best ever, 
those are hyperboles. Those are no, but there's a probability like, here, right? Like, sure. We can talk about probability, and I think like you, we can talk about. This is getting really existential. I want to bring it back to we're not trying to determine whether or not someone is the best artist. That's right, not my question. Right, I'm not right. asking people, are you the best artist? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but you consider yourself an artist versus not. It's like versus not considering yourself an artist and maybe there is like a gradient there where it's not like you're either an artist or you're not. Um, but... Um, well, let me ask you a question. Do you know anyone know, who yeah. who you think is artistic that doesn't consider themselves an artist or vice versa? Yeah, I think who, many, many people who are very artistic who do create art don't consider themselves artists. Because, is that because they don't produce and like sell or that because they don't? Yeah, so people have different ideas of what it means to be an artist. Some people consider it has to be a career, like you have to be yeah. making money, on, like professional. Other people consider it more like that you have to be creating art regularly, every day, every week or whatever. Other people think that everyone is an artist because everyone has the ability to create and well, it just they have goes that capacity. To, it's a semantic issue. What, what do you define as the word artist? Is, what does that actually mean? Yeah. So that's what you're asking, right? Yeah. And I think it, it, it could apply all those different levels. There's professional artists, right. there's um, amateur artists, and then there's people who are artistic. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are able to give art to the world. And all those different terms, you can use that same word artist yeah. to attach to it. So it does not really mean anything. I think you can expand it and contract it with being specific or not. But everyone has artistic abilities. Some people are able to produce art for fun. Some people are able to produce art and call themselves a professional artist and make money off of it. And some people are hyper-professional artists. And we're intensely professional. We do everything all the time and live and breathe yeah. nothing but creating art. I guess you are the type of person that I'm most curious about in that you feel like I have this, I feel this compulsion to make art. I feel this kind of like creative instinct um, to, I don't, this isn't really what you said, but to kind of like experience my, you know, note my experience and kind of like make something new from it or express it in some way. I don't know if that's really yeah, for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's how do I translate the, the thoughts and emotions that I have, not with words, but in, in a different context. Some kind or some, of even are some artists or writers, so that, yeah. that might not apply to me. Um, you know, like if I could play music, I would be able to express it via music. If I was a, a gifted painter, I would paint. But I don't have, I've tried and I failed. Yeah. But you know why? A lot of times people who aren't good don't practice. And when they do, they, they make their first attempt at something, and it's crap. It's absolute crap. It's objective, just bad, bad technique, bad. You know, like you, you try you're to drop it. You're new. And some people can't get over that hump of, I don't want to show this to the world and get better. I don't want to try to get better. I, I'm not a, um, what do you call it, when someone's instantly good at something. Um, Prodigy. Prodigy. Savant. Yeah, exactly. Some people think that if I'm not a prodigy or savant, then I'm not going to do this. I think I've had that stigma in my life as well, where I thought, wait, I'm not good at it, I should just quit, as opposed to honing that craft. One of my um, my old boss, I said, hey, Robert, I really want to do some creative. I really want to I want to express myself. And he goes, do it. But you have to commit at least two hours a day, nonstop, to doing that one thing and just constantly get better. And that discipline... 
is not something that everybody has. And that can translate to artists or professionals or teachers or athletes or whatever it is. Some people have instinctually the ability to want to get better and they know that they're not great and they just keep improving themselves and they become professionals. Some people don't. They just quit after the jump. I mean, I know one of my... It also must be much harder to, to get going with this process if you're not getting positive feedback from the world, right? Like... Well, for some people, yeah. Some people don't care. Some, the people who don't care about all the positive and negative feedback, they'll continue. Yeah, people who are lucky enough to get positive feedback and criticism and get it, they're able to succeed. But people who need positive feedback, not only get negative ones, they're the ones who are going to fail. And those are artists who are more bound, you know, who have no... No, but when I mean positive feedback, I, I don't mean, like, formal feedback. I mean, like, take my niece, right? She's uh, five years... Or no, she's, like, eight or nine years old right now. And, like, her dream is to be a singer. Good right? for her. But she doesn't have, like, a particularly, like, good voice for it. So she's, like, singing and stuff like that and... You know, maybe we're kind of telling her, oh, cool, like, but then after, like, five minutes, we're like, all right, like, let us, like, eat dinner, like, you're, you're speaking too much, do you know what I mean? Well, let me ask, I mean, you, I, I, let me ask you a question, so she yeah. wants to be a singer, uh -huh. she's not amazing yet, Yeah. Do you, would you, would you have it in you to say to your five-year-old yeah. niece, yeah. you're amazing? She's nine. Like, yeah. Nine, whatever. Yeah. You're amazing, but you're not good yet. You really need to get better. Like, you're really good at this, but you need to improve this. Yeah. You need to get a teacher who, like, do you have the capacity to tell her that? Or do you keep blowing smoke up her rear and be like, oh, you're amazing, you're so good, you're so good. And then she keeps proceeding with her life, right. thinking that, hey, I'm really good at this. Yeah. I don't well, need to improve myself. I think I think what happens at some point when... when I think this is connected, but when younger kids get older, the world gives them feedback. It just happens. Like, it happens tacitly. It happens inadvertently, right? Like, they'll go to a summer camp. They'll be in class. Like, they'll get feedback. It's not direct feedback like, hey, look, you are good or you're not good, right? but it will be reinforced to them in one direction or another. So what I'm saying is if you're not getting positive feedback, let's just say you're let's just say you're 9 years old back to like a sports analogy and you're just not you can't you're not really moving right, you don't you don't have the same sort of athletic genes to to perform. So you're not getting that positive feedback, but you love it and you continue working hard. It's probably much harder, I would argue, to continue committing two hours a day, especially the older you get when you're not getting that positive feedback from the world. I would say, like, unless you love it so much. Unless you love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I definitely feel like you should... You should do both. If you really care about someone succeeding as an artist, you can give them positive feedback, but you also need to be critical. Yeah. That's what I tell my niece. I'm like, uh, you realize, and she like, like a couple of weeks ago, she skipped like her practice or whatever because she goes to classes. And I'm like, dude. Or no, I have my <laughs> nephew. Like, you can't afford my to skip that. My nephew wants to be a bad. baseball player. He's, he's five. And he missed practice like three weeks ago. And he's like, oh, he tells my sister she took him to like a UCLA game like a month ago. 
and their team is like undefeated now he's like I want to play baseball at UCLA I want to play baseball at UCLA and like three days later he missed practice and I actually told him like you know like if you want to play baseball at UCLA you cannot miss practice <laughs> but not everybody has that hunger to right. play and what, what also breeds that hunger some people you'll know are super totally. obsessive you brought oh, up LeBron sure. James right the guy is constantly doing every single thing possible. The weirdest extremes he'll take. There's something inside of him, this fire, and it's unique to a very small percentage of this population that just drives him and consumes him and nothing else in life is important. Obviously his family, but nothing else in his career is more important than having gotten better. Now he can relax at the stage of his career. He's on the whatever. But that fire doesn't exist in everyone. Absolutely. I think that's a personality trait to the For people sure. who are most successful. But again, that goes to the people who are the most successful artists or athletes. It's this thing that consumes you and everything is is your art or your creation or your capacity or your talent, whatever your talent is. I agree. I agree with that. I know someone who is so artistic and so capable, but she doesn't actually put in the work. Do it. For some reason, I think she's like traumatized or stigmatized by something, and, and it's this. I'm not as good as other people, you know, the, the self consciousness. And that's the hardest thing to see. People who are artists and artistic without actually being, without creating, yeah. without producing. Right. It's a waste of talent. Yeah. And it probably is, I think that's hard on, I think a lot of people experience that, like a lot of artists experience that, and I think it's like, it'll like eat you, <laughs> that's how I feel. And people have different, you know. But I, I do wonder, I, I, I do think, for me at least, a question I think about, you know, this whole, like, identification, self-identification as an artist, if it's not, like, a symptom of kind of these larger, like, delusions of grandeur that people seem to have today, right? Like, increasingly because of technology, social media, the whole, like, everyone gets a trophy for second or third place. It's like, yeah. I know, it, we, maybe we can all agree that... trophies? Yeah, maybe we can all agree that, you know, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, uh, the idea of what constituted an artist was very exclusive, right? Yeah. And, like, very elitist and... You know, maybe moving away from that, but today it just seems like we've gone to this other end of the spectrum where if you tell someone they're not an artist, it's like, oh wow, they might need like self-help or therapy for like the next 10 years because it will traumatize them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, it, I think it's like an interesting, uh, yeah, I guess there's, there are really so many elements to it. It's like the technical skill, that compulsion to create, and we we have more ability to create now because people have more leisure time and sure. and art, art supplies are more available or we all have laptops and we can, you know, write or we have notebooks and paper. Like, we have the ability to, like, create just because we have the resources. And also different programs that make bad artists good, you know, like, like <laughs> right. auto-tune for right. art. They have yeah, these yeah. things that will fix your lines. And we're all photographers, I mean. And we all have cameras, and so maybe that maybe it, that does allow more people. It's like, yeah, maybe we come from a paradigm where it's like only certain people were allowed it because they had that maybe drive that you're talking about, that fire to like do it no matter what. Cause it was like more difficult, or or they were maybe born into I don't know a family that had yeah. access to that. Um, 
but now maybe maybe the technology is allowing those more artists, more people who are artists who didn't have the resource, wouldn't have had the resources in past times to express themselves, or yeah, maybe it makes us seem like artists when we're not really like I don't yeah I don't know. I guess I haven't even thought of that like all the technology and. I think I'm pretty good photographer with my iPhone. You know, like I like I know <laughs> yeah. angles and I can control the light with my little thumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lighting uh, photographer. I mean, well, let me get to the point. So I'll take a picture or something, and then I'll have friends who are actually really good take the exact same picture, and you see market difference in the quality overall. So the way that they do whatever that they do, but is it because they're using eyes, a different camera, or they're also no, using the same, phone? Same, oh, same phone. Leap an iPhone. You know, it's 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 interesting. Some people just have an innate ability to control the tools. Yeah and see different things in different angles. But is it innate or is it that they practice so much? You know, like I, that's I think like for some a, people it's both. Yeah. Like I, I was, when I was a kid, I used to practice on Photoshop, but I don't have the capacity to do it now. Yeah. You know, I, I tried, but I couldn't do it. Um, some people were really great at it, so I think it's a mixture of both for, for people who I would consider good artists. It's interesting going back to this uh, this idea of like really creative people. My um, my cousin's son in Israel, um, he kind of has like mild uh, Asperger's and like a slight autism. Yeah. Um, but he's like really creative. He's actually a singer and plays music. So when he was about ten years old. Um, he decided that like he wanted to pursue music and his family told him um, because at that point in his life he was doing a lot of different things and his family told him like if this is the path you're taking right now like we're gonna put all our eggs in this basket like you have to drop the other stuff you got to commit your life to this like we're gonna send you overseas to camps like in the summer everything is gonna be geared towards this like he was not academically inclined, he was just very musically gifted. And, you know, I mean, he's like 16 right now, so the story is still unfolding. But is he, did he take them up on that offer? Is he I think so, I think so. I mean, I'm not there, like, all the time, so I don't know the details, but, you know, when I was there two years ago, like, they were like, oh, he has a song for us, and, like, there were, like, 40 guests in the house, and everyone was quiet, and he pulled out his instrument and played us a song, and everyone was like, wow, that's incredible. Did you ever play an instrument? No, I wish I had. Did you? I took, in Franklin, in elementary school, in fourth grade, I played the trombone. And I was terrible at it. I was terrible. I had fun doing it. Um, and I couldn't even, like, my arms weren't long enough to reach the last note. Uh, and Did you actually have lessons? So, yeah, there was, like, lessons in school. This kind of goes to the point of, like, coddling kids and being supportive, right? Like, I was objectively terrible at it. And the teacher, instead of teaching us the names of the notes and how to read sheet music, he would make it really easy for us. And he would say, position one, position two, position three, and you know, you kind of go out a couple inches. And that's how he would teach us how to play the song. So like Mary Had a Little Lamb was like one, two, three, three, two, whatever it was. And then we had a substitute teacher one day, and he's like, all right, kids, let's uh, I play this song. And he like brought out sheet music, and I was like, and that's when I, I realized that compared to the kids, I was just not good, but I thought I was good because I was being coddled by somebody. Yeah. I was getting a participation But trophy. then you wonder, had you gone over that hump, right? Had you just stuck around for like six months or whatever to just get over that initial hump? Could be. Yeah. But no one maybe was not. There. No one's there to tell me, hey, you're not good enough, you gotta do this. 
Yeah. I think in that context, I needed that positive feedback with a like a gentler touch, a little more realistic. Yeah. Movement forward, like yeah. in some way. But I do think it's an interesting question, like when you have kids, how you kind of um, guide them, right? As they, as you hope they can discover not just their passion, but if you can align their passion with something that they have like a disposition towards, like something right. that they might be good at. That's like the perfect combination. Well, let me ask you a question. Having grown up in LA, yeah. right? How many kids do you know that have delusions of grandeur? Who think yeah. that, that they're capable of this, being a movie star, being an actor, sure. being a musician, whatever it is. Uh, and their parents do promote that, but they don't have any ability to be good enough to succeed. For sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that that's happens a problem. to a lot of people. Yeah, I think delusions of grandeur For sure. really shape a ton of our generation. Right. Yeah. Man. We think we're better than we are in a lot of different things, and we just don't stick to the actual non-glorious attributes that so we So then you would basically trust. say that um, not, uh, you're saying, because that's kind of what I'm saying, but I don't know if you're coming to the same conclusion. So accounting is not sexy, right? Right. So if a kid grows up and he's just like going to be one of the best accountants in yeah. this planet, but he really thinks he could be a, um, like a DJ at a nightclub, right? Is, right, like a famous DJ. So the, the, would the parents buy him a calculator or the parents buy him a, a, a DJ kit? You know, like really promote him to do that. I think sometimes we're not realistic with what we encourage. And then, and then if you're not if you're not a DJ but you're an accountant, it's almost seen as not being yeah. as good yeah. socially. It's not as cool. Yeah, it's more stable. Well, they do say um, these economists that I follow, um, they oftentimes get the question of, um, all right, you're telling us all this stuff about like AI, about technology, and how the world is going to change. But what what freaking advice do you have for us to tell our children? in terms of what we should do with them, how we should guide them, how we can prepare them for this world that you're talking about in 20, 30 years. And one of the things he says, he's like, dude, like, whatever it is that they do, just make sure that they are really, really passionate about what they're doing because in the end of the day, like, they're gonna have to get really, really good at whatever it is they're doing and they're constantly yeah. gonna have to like grow, constantly gonna have to iterate. The idea of just like picking up a skill and getting like a normal job, right, when you're like 25 or 30 and riding it out till retirement, right? Like, yeah. that's just not gonna cut it in the future. So you might as well pick something that you're good at and that you're very passionate about. So you yeah, have some a people don't have passion. That's, some people are just <laughs> very, very simple people who just want to work or whatever job that they get and come home and watch TV and hang out and take occasional vacations to... So then is our notion of being an artist and what constitutes, like, being an artist some, like, urban elitist concept? Like, I don't know. Maybe. You know, it's kind of hard to digest it because maybe that's true for me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I see a lot of... I mean, I've been a product of like getting educated. I don't know, and thinking about the world like beyond yourself, beyond your village, beyond your tribe. I don't know. Have you ever hung out with a group of people who are all artists, like real working, professional, talented artists? No, I have. So my ex-girlfriend, she's artistic, and her group of friends that she became close with, 
um, were super, super artistic, and they're all cool, and they're all, like, they've all got the style, they all got the feel that they're in, and they're either photographers, painters, um, musicians, and they're all hyper, 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 hyper talented. It, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about, uh, urban elitists without being rich. So they're all urbanites who like to go out through the country and just be creative and do whatever. And it was really interesting to be in that group because you can see the innate talent and those people who identify as, who might not call themselves artists, but are purely artistic and creative and exploratory and they fed off each other's energy. Super cool. That's really cool. Sorry. Thanks for... Sounds like the conversation's over. Is it? Was that thunder or a truck? Maybe both. Thunder's truck. I loved this conversation with Guy and the professor. Guy brought up the distinction between creativity and artistic talent, as well as the immense amount of discipline and determination that's required to become really good at something, which many people don't have unless they're driven by an immense love for the art form or by some kind of ambition or goal. While Guy doesn't consider himself an artist but acknowledges his desire to create, my friend Jamie Kinsella is even further down the spectrum of not considering herself an artist. In this conversation, we're just hanging out in her kitchen while she cooks dinner. So you'll hear a lot of sizzling and some roommate activity. Here's her perspective. Well, I guess I'll ask this question because I've been asked. This is like the question that I've been on lately. Okay. Which is, do you consider yourself an artist? No. Why? Like, what does it mean to be an artist? Um, to me, to be an artist, I think it means to be like someone who's I, don't, I mean, I don't want to use the word free spirit, but someone who, like, has their own direction. And I, I, I very much think I find comfort in, like, rules and um, boundaries. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm a military person. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I've just, I like, um, I mean, I guess I would consider some, like, when I think about myself doing a job, I'm always like, I just want to help. I want to be, like, an assistant. I want to be a helper, not necessarily, like, I want to be a, like, the person who comes up with the ideas of what has to be done. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, like, solving a problem, then then I might want to do that. <laughs> Fall eight rounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's why. I feel like artists are leaders but not necessarily to like solve a specific problem just to like because they have an idea of something they want to do do you feel like you've ever had that kind of more creative drive no i mean you've been a dancer do you feel like that is yeah. an art form it is but i wasn't a choreographer you know what i mean okay so i wasn't creating the dances i was just learning the rules of the dance <laughs> and then like doing my best to apply them yeah which I loved so I feel like you can be super like I wouldn't necessarily consider my dance time being like creative it was more like a time for me to like um physically run off like energy okay you know yeah like I had to do these um do you feel like you have so you feel like you don't really have like a creative impulse no because like for example if I want to do a workout yeah. I, I'm not good at, like, coming up with a workout that I'm going to do. I'll just, like, hang around. But if someone else does that part, the creating the workout, then I'm like, okay, I'll do exactly what <laughs> you tell me to do. Okay, so you said, like, you don't consider yourself an artist. You consider yourself more of, like, 
um, a, a server, like, <laughs> like a, a helper, like yeah. someone who wants... Would you... I don't know if you've, like, thought about this or if you would be able to come up with it right now, but do you feel like people can fit into these sort of categories, like, different types of categories? Yes and no. I mean, I, I feel like there's so many... Okay, dieting has actually made me feel like there's no answer to anything and everything's different <laughs> and... Because there's so many diets that work and do well, but it's like you have to find the one that's right for you. So the same thing with, like, categories. I feel like it's hard to be like, oh, you fit into this or that because... But even with dieting, I mean, like, some people there are feel like... Diets too. They're like, oh, I prefer, you know, like, um, a plant-based, you know, yeah, high-carb you diet. Mind, I believe you, yeah. There's categories. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have an idea of, like, what those are, like, from the people that you've interacted with and, like... Like, do you feel oh. like you could come up with, like, okay, well, a, a I have these friends people. who feel more like they would fit into the artist category. And not that people uh, can't fit into multiple categories or right. whatever, but... Yeah, there are definitely people who are, like, unwilling to go the more, like, or what I guess I would call myself, like, traditional route. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, like, don't get it. I'm like, I don't know how you... It almost actually feels selfish to me, mm-hmm. which I try not to, like... Project and I'm like maybe it feels selfish because I don't get to do that. But then yeah. when I think about doing it, you don't really want. To. I don't really want to because I guess the comfort of stability is more important to me. Mm-hmm. So if I could live in a society that was fully stable for me, like if it was like oh you have healthcare and you have housing, then maybe I would be more creative. But I'm not willing to give up, or maybe I would be more like yeah I'll try I'll try coming up with this. I don't know if I would be that motivated to, but I might be maybe I would in that scenario I don't know but in the current scenario I value I think stability more than creativity like something about that makes me feel safe so and then there are people I meet who like I think the thought of them choosing stability makes them feel uncomfortable yeah I don't know you're friends with a lot of artists and creative people yeah Oh, I was, well, now that I'm in L.A., when I was in Florida, like, I mean, I literally did accounting. Like, <laughs> it's like the It's most, funny because like, I feel like people always use the example when they're, like, talking about someone who's not an artist. They use an account. example of an account. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, so as an accountant, I was the most artistic accountant. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... You can be creative with accounting, too, right? Because, you like, accounting is made up. Like, we made that up. But there are now, like, codes, and it's it's not truly, like, creativity. Like, you're still working within, yeah. like, a set of rules that wasn't necessarily created by you. Whereas I feel like an artist can, like, create their own rules or, like, not subscribe but, to a very yeah. specific... That's true. Although a lot of artists... Um, you know, like, uh, something that has come up in conversation about artistry is, like, mm-hmm. the techniques that people have to learn. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't have to learn them, but, like... Oh, like, they're doing... You know, if you're a painter, yeah. you learn certain techniques, you learn how to shade. And but then, I feel you know, like that part is not the artistry. That's, like, the technical right. accounting side of art. Right, right. <laughs> and then the, and then the, the product of that can be like whatever you want right so like yeah I don't know I mean I I, I think that there's definitely a blurred line mm-hmm. like it's not it's like a spectrum there's like yeah. gender you know right. like someone who's like a hundred percent an artist and like literally lives in like no 
I don't know, like full freedom <laughs> yeah. mentally, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my idea of an artist. Yeah. I guess it could be anything. That's just me thinking of that. And then there's people who are like fully like, I don't know, like not living the opposite of that. And then in the middle, I think most people are probably in the middle. And, and you feel like yeah. you're a little bit more towards the stability end of that. Yeah. Than the freedom end. Yeah. Because I guess the only time I would feel artistic is like when I'm socializing. Oh, interesting. Because that's okay. not like a... Because you're improvising. Pro- yeah. <laughs> or like I'm, I'm just like, I'm not... I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I guess you're paid to socialize. But, I mean, I'm not doing it for anything else except myself. Yeah. I guess. Or at least I think I'm doing and it And that feels myself. more artistic to you. Yeah, because it feels more like just me mm-hmm. doing what my, my free flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, in some of, you know, your Instagram stories with, like, Sean and... I don't know, I guess he's mostly posting them of uh-huh. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's, like, I, I see creativity, I guess, in both of those. You know, and you as the performer like and him as bed the director. Yeah. Like, but... Yeah, but that's, like, a fun time. That's, like, in the social hour. Right. Like when you're home and you're, like, in your free... Like, you're in your pajamas and you're, like, whoever you are, not, like... We are as a, a productive person of society. I feel like an artist is like I don't know. I, could I do artistic things in a day? Yes, but like I don't. I wouldn't describe myself as like artistic. Okay, so do you think? So you know how we're talking about other categories of people. Mm-hmm. Like, what other categories are there? Do you think? Um. So there's, like, that's a good question. That's a hard question. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's made up. Uh-huh. You know, there's not, like, a right answer. But I'm just curious. Artists and, and regulars. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And people not allowed to make eye contact with me. That's what does that mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Edit that part out. I did not consent to being recorded. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I'm just going to play it over and over on repeat. <laughs> um, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> no, I did not consent to being recorded. You know recorded. what kind of people there are? There are also, so there's like artists, mm-hmm. regulars, and then there are people who like are, I don't know what to call this one yet. But insane. You're gonna write a book about no, no like the guy the who climbed um, El Capitan. Athletes, you know, like, mm, not athletes, but like adventurers, people, accomplishers. Like oh. they like have something and they like don't give up until they accomplish it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even anything. Like I had my best friend. She growing up, she. Like, we'll literally not sleep if she's not finished doing something she wants to do. And that's, like, a, a super impressive person. Like, I, I feel like those are people who... Are the things that they're doing creative? Like, what do you consider those people be. also they artists? They could do that. Or they, they it, could overlap. They, they could overlap, yeah. Overlap. I don't think it makes them an artist, but I think they could be an artist who is, like, so incredibly driven that they, like, won't sleep or whatever mm-hmm. or eat those or are probably the more successful ones like yeah 
Yep. <laughs> in everything. They're like, they could be like in a more traditional sense too, where they just like study and like, yeah. you know, you know how there are people who just like get things done and then there are people who are more like relaxed who, yeah. like for sure. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Like just like, oh, I didn't do it, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even feel like I failed if I don't do something. <laughs> Like, I never feel bad if I, like, don't finish something, really. I'm like, oh, okay, it's mm. not done. I feel bad, but I don't have the drive to finish it. I just Perfect. live in the I guess they would be, like, perfectionists. And then, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people who, like, overachievers, but to the standard yeah. person, like, perfectionist people. I don't know. Which I think is cool. That's, like, an awesome trait to have. I wish yeah. I had that. I really wish I had that. Because then... <clears throat> Actually, maybe I wouldn't want it because then I'd be stressed all the time about finishing stuff. I'm like a stress yeah person, like stress free person. Well, not stress free, but in the sense that like I can you be have... upset about something and then like ten minutes later like forget. Oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I have like the stress, but not the drive to do. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just like lazy and stressed. <laughs> I feel like um. But I feel like kind of what you're describing, too, like... I also feel I, like that comes with, like, getting older, like, knowing, like, it's going to get done. Like, yeah, it's going to be fine. True. And also, I don't do anything that's, like, so important that right. it, like, actually matters if it gets done. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that's a category of people. But I do think they can overlap. Yeah. And I guess you'd have to, like, self-describe yourself because... You might. What would you call these? Quesadillas. Or would you call them artworks? Pieces of art. I believe in Mexico they call those molitas. Oh, I love molitas. I believe those are molitas. I get those from um, a taco truck. See, if molitas hadn't been invented, then yeah, I would be an artist. (laughs) They're basically. (laughs) I described them to someone the other day as slider quesadillas. Yeah. But I wouldn't even be an artist because I got this because I saw someone else doing it. But don't you think, like, most things you see someone else doing them? I mean, that's, like, a huge thing in the art art world is they're, like, you know, it's, like, everyone's copying. Yeah. Like, is anything It's homage. Well, I guess nothing is original because you, like, you're influenced by your experiences, (laughs) which your experiences are, like, with other people. Yeah. So then how does that fit into your... But it's, like... That's like, I'm like a stress free person. I'm like, we'll just remember that part. <laughs> you know? Like, you just don't. You can only, like, I don't know. I feel like you can only go so deep. Like, there is originality, because. Yeah. It's original. Hmm. Hey, how it Here it is. So, like, an original thought by Jamie. <laughs> I'm influenced by all my experiences, but if someone else had that, they might have a different... Right. Expression of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Solved it. Solved it. (laughs) Original ideas. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. I think the artist one is a cool question, though, because... It's interesting to hear different people talk about it. Really? Such different... I want to hear what other people say. Yeah, I'm going to put... So I was just... Put us listening to the other podcasts and commenting. Yeah, <laughs> on that. Cause yeah, people have all different 
like I I was gonna kind of edit everything together, but I have had so many different conversations, and I'm like, maybe I'm just gonna make a bunch of con- like a bunch of episodes about the artist question because I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, because a lot some people are like, oh, an artist is someone who makes art like oh. regularly. Oh, like I see it as like a a state of mind, I guess. Like one guy said, I like the artist. You're not an artist unless the things that you you unless like basically the public says that you're an artist. Oh, wow. So, like, even if you make art all the time, if it's really bad and no one likes what it, is then the you're not an artist. What is the actual definition of an artist? That's a good question. And then we can judge everyone I'll else. I'll it up. <laughs> Judger can be another. <laughs> a judge. <laughs> a judge. I guess it's, like, archetypes, you know? Like, an artist is one archetype. I don't know what... Um, a person who produces paintings or drawings as a profession or hobby. Oh, okay. A person who practices any of the various creative arts, such as a sculptor, novelist, poet, or filmmaker. A person skilled at a particular task or occupation. That's what it says. But, like, for me, I think of it more as, like, an identity yeah. or, like, a compulsion. Like, I feel like I was kind of thinking about it today, and I was like, wow. Like, you think my answer is right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's right. I think obviously everyone has, you know, can have their own sort of definition, but I think the way that I think about it is like that I would consider everyone to be an artist because Mm -hmm. everyone has the capability of like creating. So I think the creative energy is like inherent to being human. Yeah. And we're all creating, you know, we might not be producing something specific, but, like, we're creating, like, our lives, or we're creating, mm-hmm. like, like, what, even what you said about, like, the social elements. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it is, like, for me, I think what I've been sort of exploring, like, lately is more, like, living from a place of being aware of my experience and expressing whatever like feels like it needs to be expressed from that experience kind of yeah like I'm taking things in and I'm like putting them out kind of like pooping (laughs) art is poop (laughs) it's um mental poop yeah which really it can be I think and like I don't have you know a specific art form like I've tried many different things but I think I would consider you an artist like um, but I guess I don't base artistry off the product, more who I think the person is, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, definitely it's not like I'm, like, creating amazing works of art, but I'm constantly, like, but creating create, in some you way. Enjoy like, that. I'm either writing poetry or I'm, like, making something. I feel like an artist I'm, is someone who enjoys creating. Yeah. Yeah. To me, like that's what they want to do and that's what they're and they're like willing to to do it to yeah because like you know I when I was making like crystal jewelry for a while I was describing it to someone I was like yeah well like I went into a store and I like saw crystal jewelry and I was mm-hmm. selling it for like $65 and I was like I can make that and she was like wow I would never go into a store and think like I can make that thing and that's like all I do I go in stores and I'm like can I make that? Yeah. I make that. No, I definitely don't do that. <laughs> and also, the other thing is I realized, like, the reason I would say I'm not an artist is, like, so I was talking about stability, how I prefer mm-hmm. that, but you can have a full, like, like, give up 
art as a job and ha- and then in your free time do it. But I don't even do any, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like in my free time I'm like, oh, I want to make yeah. something. We all make stuff. We have to to like be in a part, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you make a design of your room, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, that's you know what true. I mean? you're like, like your interior design is very everyone creative. had to put things in some place or decide where it goes in the cabin. You know, yeah, what but I mean? some people are like, oh, let you me. You could say that like every this. decision is a creation yeah. in some way, but I feel like it's the desire. You know, like I'm not. But you, like, I would say, I guess I, I would say the places that I see your creativity the most is probably like in your. Fashion, fashion, and what? In- no, I was no. kidding. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I literally that is that's like a construction worker. That's an design. art outfit. <laughs> but like you, a you put a lot of construction worker. No, you put a lot of care into the clothes that you buy. Yeah, into you the really- clothes that I buy, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just hang them in my closet and sell them like a year later. <laughs> but still, I think like the process of like curating. Like yeah, I do like to buy stuff. <laughs> you should say you're a curator. Okay. <laughs> and like, well, I was gonna say your fashion and your, um, like interior design. Oh wow! Like there's like, because you put a lot of well, I, I thought and effort into like like aesthetic arts that I appreciate mostly for social gain. <laughs> <laughs> They're very dishonest. <laughs> I'm like, what will make me look better to people? And I don't know so why. it doesn't come from, like, wanting to, like, show who you are, and you're like, this is who I am, like, the way that I, I mean, I, there are always tiny elements of that. It's <laughs> not, and it's not like I'm like, oh, everyone will like this, but I definitely find myself being like, this would be cool. You know, like, that's the thought. Not like, I love this. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just always keep thinking like, of those boots that you like just got recently that are like snakeskin looking. Oh, I love those. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, like I feel like I don't really express my artistic sensibilities like in my outfits usually. Yeah, you do. Sometimes I do a little bit, but like I would never buy like really like I like to make everything very like simple. Actually, I guess you do also, but then you have these like moments of like the shoe. Boots. Well, the shoe. She was my first word, so. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, so funny. I don't know. And you put so much, like, effort into, like, creating your apartment to be a certain way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I could you know, spend time doing that. That would be so much fun. Like, that that's one area where, like, that would be a fun job for me to create in that way yeah. and, like, have to make decisions and be stressed about. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of, like, art I guess I would want to be, like, stressed about. <laughs> Wait, when did art become, like, having to be stressed? <laughs> well, if you care. You know okay. what I mean? I feel yeah. like, I don't know, maybe artists are like, yeah, I just made this and, like, whatever. <laughs> but I do think everyone cares about Yeah. Whether they like it or someone else likes yeah. it, you know what I mean. You're, you're, you, whether you're like, this is something I'm proud of, or, yeah. and then you could be like, I don't care if anyone likes it because I'm proud of it, or something that you're like, I'm specifically making this for other people yeah. too. Which, yeah, I don't know, but that would be that would be a fun job, or even like architecture, or like just yeah. like, just like looking at houses. But it's interesting because, like, when you think of yourself as an artist, you're connecting it to a job. 
Yeah. But when you're thinking of me as an artist, you're just like, you have creative That's why impulses. I don't really consider myself an artist because it's not, it's not something I'm like doing for fun or free. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I would love to like, it's weird because like the interior design thing, I think I would just love to like look at that all day or like help or become better at or that kind of thing. So, but I also don't like, I don't wait till the weekend to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not like, Ooh, I can't wait to do this. I do it because I have to sometimes like, right. or like if you could just live in an apartment that someone else designed and it was beautiful, you're totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Honestly, that's a dream. I was actually earlier <laughs> going to say, I was like, for example, like I love hotels cause it's like already done. <laughs> I mean, there's things that you might be like, I would do this or yeah. like, I would do that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And and it's also not, like, natural, too. I think there's a little element of, like, some people, artists are, like, naturally inclined to, I don't know, pick certain things or do certain things or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a certain art form, specific art form? Or just, like, do things in general? Um, it, in in the like I mean in the manner that they do things like they're they're c- careful about cho- you know they it like represents them their choices oh okay you know what I mean like their for, creations are yeah reflect like, who they are technically you could be like oh you created this meal but like I had no care in the world about how it was like hmm. I'm like I don't even care if it tastes good for other people you know what I mean yeah. like I just need to eat right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. but if, if I was an artist, I might be like, oh, I want it to be presented this way. Or it is like an actual expression, not just like a task. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know why but I was like thinking about like a picnic basket for a movie night. Wow, on what lawn. a creative, no, <laughs> what a creative image. Cause like. I feel like they're, you know, when you go to those movies on the lawns and you see some people have these like amazing spreads, like they made a spread and I can definitely appreciate that. I'm like, wow, but it never occurred to me to do that. Right. I wasn't like, Ooh, we should make this nice unless like someone asked me to, I guess. Yeah. And then you would put care into it. Or because I know that's what someone else would like that was Mm -hmm. going and I want to like help with that or like be part of it I don't know yeah I think that's really interesting I feel like I definitely am more creative when I'm like making something for someone else or Mm -hmm. thinking about someone else as like a recipient of my creativity Mm -hmm. I feel like inspires me it's like having like a muse I guess in some way where I'm like oh I'm inspired by this person even if I'm not maybe even if I'm not giving it to them but if I'm thinking about them when I'm like making it or something like that yeah um but also interesting, like, the, about, like, the picnic basket and about, like, interior design and stuff. Because I definitely am more creative. I get my creativity expresses itself definitely in certain ways and, like, not in other ways. And I wouldn't even say, like, yeah, my, like, desire for those things yeah. is necessarily creative. I just know when I, like, when someone else makes something, I'm like, I like that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's more like making decisions about other people's art. <laughs> And I'm like, you're a curator. (laughs) Yep. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that's like, that's interesting. Yeah, it's more like, I can, and that took forever too to figure out what you like and don't like, you know, because something that you like doesn't mean you can necessarily live with it. Yeah. 
I guess that also makes me think that there's sort of different steps to a creative process. Like there's someone who comes up with like, an idea and then there's It's the same the with style. Sort of, like, like some people have like style. Like you can mm-hmm. see something and yeah. be like, this is them. Yeah. And then I feel like there are people who just pick and choose other styles. You know what I mean? Like they're pulling from other people's styles. Mm-hmm. Like it's Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no, they haven't made the decision even about what their style is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not that you have to make a decision, but it's different from the person who does or doesn't even know that they're doing it. They are that, like, so much so. Like, they're sort of, like, the creation from the, like, completely formless, Mm -hmm. where it, like, doesn't exist and you're thinking it up Mm -hmm. and creating it. Mm -hmm. But then I feel like there is, like... Yeah, like, Some I creativity sew like all curating. of my clothes, for example. Right. Yeah. So it's, like, formless, and I turn it, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but kind of. Or, like, even, yeah, people who are coming up with, like, mm-hmm. certain designs. But then even, like, curating a collection, like, a wardrobe, or curating, you know, pick, being able to, like, see a bunch of things and pick out the ones that you like. like yeah, that definitely that's takes hard. creativity it definitely as does. well. It's really hard. And practice. And practice and, like, trial and error. Yeah. A lot of trial and error. Sometimes I'm actually, like, there are some forms of art where I'm, like, it's just trial and error over and over, like, a million times until you're, like, this is it. That's how I feel about fashion, how I feel about, like, Mm -hmm. interior design. Like, those are things that don't come naturally to me, but over time, (laughs) I've kind of, like, been, like, okay, well, I care about, like, my comfort, so that's, I need to take that into consideration, and then, like, okay, I like to wear the same thing over and over again, so mm-hmm. I need to take that into consideration, like, and yeah. do simple things. Like, I don't like wearing jewelry. Whereas, and like, I don't some, like making decisions the day of. Yeah. I but just, then my creativity comes more in, like, the world of ideas and, like, writing. Right. And expressing ideas. Less visual. About decision-making. Like, I feel like that's the different, like, difference, you know? Well, I guess in art you make decisions, but... I don't know. I feel like their decisions about your, I don't know. I don't know. We've gone too far and now we can't understand what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> your brain just melted. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I turned into okay. an artist. Fair, fair, fair. You're so free, Jamie. I know. I mean, I really, even my idea of an artist is not original. It's, like, so stereotypical. You're like, I read that in a book. (laughs) Well, it's just, like, it's an image that was painted in my head by, like, other people, I think. Yeah, but I think everyone's, I think Mm. everyone's idea of what an artist is was painted by other people. That's why everyone has such different ideas. I don't think, I think that that comes from society more than it comes from people being like, I've thought about what it means to be an artist. I definitely have never thought about it. These conversations with quote-unquote non-artists I think are really fascinating. Maybe David and I are wrong. Maybe some people really don't care to create. Maybe it's not something that really draws them or makes them want to. Or maybe they just haven't really found the thing that makes them feel creative. I thought it was interesting what Jamie said about feeling creative only in the social hour and kind of having it be, you know, a time of relaxation. And maybe there's a certain relaxation that needs to take place before someone can feel creative. I know that that's certainly true for me, but I also know that in times of stress, 
I crave that relaxation so that I can create. And there's always kind of that drive in me. So I think it's an interesting question. Maybe what David was saying about the creativity not being as valued in our society has contributed to certain people not feeling creative or not being drawn to that. Or maybe it is just personality differences and archetypal differences and that not everyone is an artist and maybe people don't have the potential to be artists because they don't want to be. I don't really know and I don't want to assume that everyone is just the way that I am because obviously that's not true. But I'm going to keep thinking about it and I'm going to keep talking to people about it because I keep getting new and different answers. So stay tuned for my next episodes. We'll hear from more people about what it means to be an artist and what it means to be creative and how people relate to this. Sour cream, everybody loves sour cream, sour cream, sour cream, everybody loves sour cream, they love it on their bagels, they love it on their tacos, they love it on their quesadillas, oh wait, that's cream cheese on the bagel, right? (laughs) Sour cream, sour cream, you could mistake it for cream cheese. Do you want some? No thanks. Anyway, that's not my best work.